Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. In this week's Parsha, Parsha Shemois, we read that HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Moshe and told him to go back to Mitzrayim from where he was staying in Midian and to rescue the Jewish nation from their slavery in Mitzrayim. And amazingly, Moshe Rabbeinu made every effort to avoid accepting upon himself this task. He said, I'm not worthy, send someone else. What will they say? They're not, going to, uh, they're not going to follow me, and so on. Until finally we read in Perik Dalit, Pasuk Yud Dalit, the following. And Hashem's anger burnt at Moshe. And he said, Aaron, your brother, the Levi, Yadati, I know, he will speak for you. And also, he is coming out to greet you when you return to Mitzrayim. And he will see you, and he will rejoice in his heart when he does so. Let's take a look at a long and very interesting Rashi on this Pesach. It says that Hashem was angry at Moshe Rabbeinu because of his delaying tactics. Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha says, Kol af Every time we find the expression af, a burning anger, in the Torah, there is always an impression made, meaning we always see some sort of a consequence at the person to whom the anger is directed. But this case, where Hashem was angry at Moshe Rabbeinu, it does not mention any consequence. And we don't find that any punishment came because of that anger. So says Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha. Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says back to Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha, in this case also, there is a Roshim, there is an impression, there is a consequence that comes from this anger. And what is it? Hashem says to Moshe, Isn't Aaron your brother the Levi? What Hashem meant to say is, Aaron Akoyan was going to be merely a Levi. He is, of course, just like his brother Moshe, descended from Levi. So Aaron was only supposed to be a Levi, only a sort of an assistant in the service in the Beis HaMikdash. V'loi Koyen, and he was not intended to be the Koyen. V'akahuna ho'isi amir latseis mimcha, the priesthood, the privilege of actually serving as a Koyen in the Beis HaMikdash, was going to come from you, Moshe Rabbeinu. It was going to be the privilege of your descendants. But me'ato, but now, lo yiyekein. It will not be like this. Elohu yiyekein, v'yato levi. 
he, Aaron, will be the Koyen, and you will merely be a Levi. Shinemar, as we find, as it says in the Sefer Divra Hayamim, Aleph, Perek Gimel, Pasuk Yudalit, Moshe Isho Elokim, and Moshe, the man of God, Banov Yikaru al Shevet Halevi. His children will be called upon the Shevet of Levi. In other words, they are counted amongst the Leviim. They have no special status of being Kohanim. The Kohuna comes from the children of Aaron. But it was not originally intended to be that way. But because Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, quote unquote, sinned, because he was so reluctant to follow Hashem's orders to go back to Egypt and to, and to be the messenger to redeem the Jewish nation from Mitzrayim. Therefore, he lost that privilege of the kahuna. And Rashi continues, Aaron, he will see you when you return to Egypt, and he will rejoice in his heart. Says Rashi, not like you think that he will uh, take offense at you, that you are rising to greatness, not that he will be, uh, not that he will feel bad that you, his little brother, are becoming the great leader of Klai Yisrael. No, Aaron will be happy for his brother's success. And now Rashi says, Umisham from there, from this act that Aaron rejoiced in his heart when he found out that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to become the leader of Klai Yisrael, Aaron was Zoycha. He merited to the decoration, to the ornament of the Choshen, of the breastplate, which was placed on the heart of Aaron, the Koyen Gogol. Now, as I have often mentioned, one generally has to d- discuss, one generally has to investigate regarding any Rashi comment, both the technical aspect and the content, act, content aspect. Let us begin here with a technical question. We are learning Parsha Shemais. We are reading the narrative of a Baruch whose discussion with Moshe Rabbeinu about returning to Mitzrayim and redeeming the people. And we learn here a very interesting midrash that Rashi feels expresses the simple meaning of the Pasuk. And the midrash says that really Meshur uh, Abenu should have been the Kayan, but because he was so reluctant in fulfilling Hashem's wishes, therefore that privilege was taken away and was given to Aaron. That's what it means, Haloi Aaron Achicha Halevi. Isn't Aaron your brother, the Levi? Meaning right now he's the Levi, but he's going to become the Kayan. Okay. But at the end of Rashi's comment, he adds on an explanation of something that we don't find out about until considerably later in the Torah, in Parshas Titzavah, that the Kayan Godel is going to wear a, an ornament called the Choshen. It's a, a small ornament that is hung from his shoulders down onto his chest and that the reason that he had this uh, privilege, he had this great honor of wearing this particular ornament is because 
Aaron, the first Kohen, rejoiced in his heart when he found out that his younger brother Moshe was becoming the leader of Klal Yisrael. This would seem to be not, according to Rashi's usual methodology, of addressing questions when they occur, of explaining hamikroyas al-sidram, as I have discussed many times. Here Rashi is in Parsha Shemais, and he has explained the Pasuk in Parsha Shemais in a very interesting, interesting way. But why does he add on an explanation of why Aaron got the privilege of wearing the Choshen, which is not written until considerably later in the Torah? That is the technical question that we need to address. And I think the answer is, the entire Rashi that we've just read all comes from a Midrash Tanchuma. Now Rashi gets involved in this Midrash because he's trying to understand the words and he's trying to understand how could it be that there was a harain af, that there was this burning anger against Moshe Rabbeinu, and yet there did not seem to be any consequence. And so he quotes the Midrash as we read it. But then, the reason he adds on this point about the Choshen is because the Midrash gives us this idea that the kahuna, the privilege of priesthood, was transferred from Moshe Rabbeinu to Aaron. It really was supposed to belong to Moshe, but it was transferred to Aaron. Rashi, I believe, simply wants to be mechazek. He wants to strengthen this point, this very novel point, by quoting the end of the Midrash. The end of the Midrash says that Aaron merited to, to wear the Choshen because he was very happy about Moshe Rabbeinu's rise to greatness. So we see there that Kahuna is something that really should belong to Moshe Rabbeinu. Aaron got it because of something he did, because of some very good act that he did. It was transferred from Moshe to Aaron. So this is further proof to the basic point of this Midrash that Rashi is using, that the Kahuna was transferred from Moshe to Aaron. Now, let us discuss a matter of content. If we look again at the Rashi, we will see that the Kahuna was transferred from Moshe to Aaron because of something incorrect that Moshe did. Because Moshe hesitated so much, because he refused to accept the mission that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was placing upon him, therefore the kahuna was taken from Moshe and it was given to Aaron. It does not seem, from Rashi, that Aaron himself had to do anything to receive this gift of the kahuna. It's merely that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't live up to it, and therefore it was handed over to Aaron. However, when it comes to the Choshen, when it comes to the high priest's breastplate, there Rashi says, based on the words of the Pasuk, that Aaron HaKoyen saw Moshe Rabbeinu when he returned from Midian, and he came back to Mitzrayim, he saw him, and he rejoiced in his heart, and therefore 
Aaron merited to wear the Choshen. So it seems like it's not merely enough that the Kahuna was, that the, that the honor of wearing the Choshen was taken away from Moshe, and that then it automatically landed on Aaron. That it does not seem like that from the Rashi. It seems like two things had to happen. Number one, Moshe Rabbeinu had to disqualify himself by refusing Hashem's mission. But number two, Aaron had to qualify himself by rejoicing when he found out that Moshe Rabbeinu had in fact become the leader of the Jewish nation. What is the nature of this split? Why is it that the kahuna itself went very smoothly from Moshe to Aaron without any uh, extra action on the part of Aaron, but the uh, privilege of wearing the choshen did not go so smoothly. It went from Moshe, it was removed from Moshe, but it was only given to Aaron because of some special good deed that Aaron did. In order to understand this, I think we need to begin by looking at a Pasuk in next week's Parsha, Parsha's Va'era, Perik Vav, Pasuk Chav Vav. Without really going into the context, the Pasuk says, Hu Aharon Umoshe, this is Aaron and Moshe, Asher Amar Hashem Lahem, that Hashem said to them, Hotziu Esbenei Yisrael Mi Eretz Mitzrayim, Al Tzivaisom. Bring out the Bnei Yisrael from the land of Mitzrayim in all their multitudes. Now, Rashi notes, Yesh Mekoymei Shemakdim Aaron the Moshe. There are some places where the Torah puts Aaron in front of Moshe, such as this Pasuk, Hu Aaron Moshe. The Yesh Mekoymei Shemakdim Moshe the Aaron. And there are other places, which happen to be the majority, where the Torah puts Moshe before Aaron. So why sometimes does Aaron come first and sometimes Moshe comes first? Says Rashi, to tell you that they are valued, they are weighed as one, to tell us that they are equal. Now, the Maskil the David explains that really Moshe Rabbeinu was in some ways much greater than Aradakoyan. He says that this that Rashi tells us that Moshe and Aaron were equal was only at that moment that is being described in Parshas Va'era, which is before they even uh, began the process of uh, trying to get Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. However, later on, says the Maskil the David, at Matan Torah, at the giving of the Torah, so there he says, Moshe Nisalah, Moshe Rabbeinu was raised and elevated to a very great degree, much greater than Aaron. That's one answer, uh, one explanation that the Maskil David, the David gives. Inami, or he says, Bimasim Koamar. This Pasuk, which according to Rashi is telling us that Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron are on the same level, is only in reference to Masim, only in reference to actions. In that sense, they were equal. And the Maskeladava says this is the main and best explanation. Now, what does he mean? He says they were equal in Masim. But I believe what he means is when it comes to Nevius, 
when it comes to prophecy, and when it comes to the ability to bring down the Torah from the heavens, so of course, Meishu Rabbeinu was much greater than Aaron. Meishu Rabbeinu was called Av HaNavim. He is the father and the greatest of all Nevi'im. So therefore, when Rashi says that Meishu and Aaron were equal, it only is referring to Masim, not to Nevoah. And now, we are ready to understand the statement that we were previously discussing. When it comes to the kahuna itself, which originally was supposed to belong to Moshe Rabbeinu, but then was given to Aaron, when it comes to that, Aaron is essentially just as qualified for this honor as Moshe Rabbeinu. Kahuna is a matter of Masim. The Koyen slaughters the Korbanus and throws the blood upon the Mizbeach and he burns the incense and he lights the menorah, etc., etc. He does many, many Masim. When it comes to Maseh, so then, Shokol Aaron Lamesha. So as Rashi says in Parshas Ve'era, Aaron is equal to, Mash, to Moshe. It's true that for some reason that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had, he originally chose Moshe Rabbeinu and his descendants to be the Kohanim, but when Moshe Rabbeinu lost that privilege because of something he did, it automatically went very smoothly over to Aaron, because Aaron is just as capable as Moshe Rabbeinu when it comes to doing Maisim, when it comes to doing good deeds and actions of mitzvah. However, when it comes to the Choshen, there's a difference. The Choshen we know is called Choshen HaMishbat, and one of the reasons it's called Choshen HaMishbat is because it provides judgments or decisions to Klal Yisrael. As the Rambam discusses in Perik Klei HaMikdosh, Perik, Perik Yud, and really this is all based on Gemara's in Mesechta Yuma, Daf Ayin Gimel Amid Beis, that inside, within the fold of the Choshen, there was a, a Ksav, there was a parchment of some sort with the uh, holy names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu written upon it, and these had certain uh, special qualities. Let's read a few lines from the Rambam. Perik Hilchis Klea Mikdash, Perik Yud, Halachi Yud Aleph. He says, Chetzad Shayolin. How would they ask a question of the Urim Vitumim? It says in the Torah that uh, when Klal Yisrael had certain uh, very important matters, such as whether to go to war or not, so they would ask the Urim Vitumim. They would ask the Koyen, who was wearing the Choshen, which contained these holy names within it, which were called the Urim Vitumim. So the Rambam says, how was this done? I made HaKoyen, Ufanov Defnea Orin. So the Koyen, the Koyen Godel, who was wearing the Choshen and the Urim Vitumim, he would stand with his face towards the Orin. Vashoel Me'achrov. And the one who was asking him would stand behind him. Panov La'achore HaKoyen. His face towards the back of the Koyen. So they were standing one behind the other. Va'omer HaShoel. And the one who was asking would say, Ele, Olo Ele, 
Should I go up to war or should I not go up to war? The Eino Shoel Bekol Ram, he did not ask in a loud voice, nor did he simply think the words in his heart, rather he would ask in a low voice, like someone who is praying by himself. Umiyad, and immediately, a holy spirit would dress, would enrobe the koyen, he would look at the choyshen. Of course, the choyshen had 12 stones on it. On each stone was etched the name of one of the 12 tribes. So there were letters all over the choyshen. The koyen would look at the choyshen. And he would see in a prophetic vision, either go up to war or the words do not go up, in letters that would protrude from the choyshen in front of his face. He would look down at the choyshen and somehow miraculously the letters that spelled the appropriate word would protrude from the choyshen. This would happen in front of the face of the koyen and he would say to him alei and he would say to the person asking him either you should go up to war or you should not. And we see here from the Rambam very clearly that this is not some sort of a magic trick, that when the Koyan is asked this question, somehow, magically, miraculously, the letters protrude from the Choshen, but rather the Rambam says, the Koyan would see in a prophetic vision. And his source is in the Gemara, Masech de Yuma, Daf Ayin Gimel, Amid Beis, where the Gemara quotes a Brisa that says, Kol Any Koyen who is not qualified to speak with a Holy Spirit, and the Shechina, the Divine Presence, does not rest upon him. In other words, any Koyen who is not worthy of some sort of prophecy, we don't ask him questions while he is wearing the Urim We do not go to him for advice to be projected to us from the Urim because the Urim work through the prophetic power of the of the Koyen himself. Now, when it comes to Nevoah, when it comes to prophetic ability, we said before that, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu is much greater than Aaron. He is much greater than any other Navi who ever lived. And therefore, we can understand the Rashi, that even though Moshe Rabbeinu erred, even though he did a misdeed, and therefore Kahuna, the priesthood, was taken away from him. But Aaron could not automatically take over that part of the Kahuna that involves wearing the choshen and being able to, to have prophetic vision and to be able to read the letters on the choshen in order to give cogent answers to someone asking him a question. That is not an automatic because 
reading the letters of the Choshen involves prophecy, and in prophecy, Moshe Rabbeinu is much, much greater than Aaron Akoyan. And therefore, how did Aaron Akoyan merit that in fact he did eventually wear the Choshen? Because, only because, because he did an additional good deed, not just any good deed. What did he do? He subjugated himself to Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu, when he found out that Moshe Rabbeinu, his kid brother, became the great leader of Klai Yisrael, what did Aaron Akoyan do? He was not jealous. Rather, he rejoiced in his heart. He showed that he is Batel. He is he is secondary, and he has subjugated himself to the leader of Meishir, the leadership of Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, when he subjugated himself to the leadership of Moshe Rabbeinu, some of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophetic qualities rubbed off on Aaron. And now, just as Moshe Rabbeinu originally would have been able to wear the chayshin and to look at the letters and to be able to see prophetically what they are saying, that ability rubbed off on Aaron, and he was also able to read the letters of the Chayshin Hamishpat. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash minagainbemore.